Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode, a special bonus episode, mind you, of Inside the Batcave, brought to you by Fanboys Inc. Go to www.fanboysinc.com and find a wide plethora, yes, I'm using that word correctly, people, plethora of content, including programs such as the actual Fanboys Inc. Inc. cast, and I believe you get to listen to the docet tones of Mr. D. W on there, and I think I, did, I I think I mispronounced that word. So Dossett, I don't know. No, you sounded great. You're off to a great start. I'm talking about the pronunciation of words. I I don't even think I knew the meaning of that. I didn't notice, but Dossett sound docile. The docile? soothing, the 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 golden tones. Yeah, I think it's docile, tones. but yeah, the golden it's still tone. good. We're going with the golden tones. The golden yeah. tones of Mister D W. Anyway, so, D W from from Arthur, or we could go with Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Please don't get mad at me, DW. Anyway, so, now how can you get a hold of this show? Go to www.facebook.com slash Inside the Batcave. Give us a like ski on there. Go on Twitter, at Inside Batcave, because we couldn't get Inside the Batcave. Really? Oh, not enough characters? Too many characters? Yeah, stupid shit like Uh, that. That That, stinks. They they did that to uh, Audibly Exquisite as well. Like, So we're the at the AE podcast. Uh. And as a result of that, by the way... We we have people confusing us with the wrestling podcast, the Attitude Era podcast. Oh, that sucks. Real quick, I wanted to be Spongeworthy at Spongeworthy Matt. Yeah. But it ends with Matt with one T, and I'm just like, I can't do that. It happens. It happens. Yeah. So, so back to the plug. Where, back where, where, back where, to where, the future, because we're going into Yeah, time, absolutely. Or, or not, I don't even know. My mind! Great, great Scott. Anyway, so now also go and find us on Instagram at... Inside the Batcave. Surprising, right? And now also drop us an email, drop us a line, let us know how we're doing, topics you want to hear. We still want to do that mailbag episode, folks. Inside the Batcave podcast at gmail.com. I don't think anybody does mail anymore. Like well, do mailbag. We do email. Oh, yeah. We'll just have to print out emails and put it in a bag. We're going to put it up on the wall, you know, put it on the fridge. And if you include a little crayon drawing, you know, we'll definitely put it up on our fridges. Again, I don't know if people mail like would they would they draw it and then scan sure. it into their computer and then send us that? It's possible. It's very possible. But now also you can find myself on Twitter at Peter Melnick, P E T E R M E L N I C K. You can find Jared at Jared K four two one. And we have a special guest today. He is the producer of this show. He's also the producer of Audible Exquisite. Yes, as of this recording, has never made an appearance. <laughs> he it's, will. It, I've been biding my time. I've been waiting to, you know, it's it's kind of like when when I was gonna do a wrestling reference. Is that cool? Yeah, when Sting fun. finally came to WWE, you know, I was biding my time. I wanted to find a perfect moment, and I'm like, Peter, you're gonna be here in my apartment, and I don't have to get dressed up, and I can just sit on my bed and do a podcast. All right, this is the perfect time. Let's do it. You're gonna sh- you're gonna show up on uh, episode number 875 because that's like gonna be the podcast equivalent of like 20 years holy shit is that 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 like, many episodes maybe you never know and it's gonna be like a random episode about like you know uh i i can't even think of a good we'll joke. be really old we'll be like remember that one time we'll be in our 40s and we'll be like remember that one time <laughs> oh so yes you can follow me at mean streak matt what is the origin of that name by the way you have a mean streak it was kind of just like a joke between friends and whatnot like you know it'd be like if i uh 
I I never really actually had a an, an official mean streak, but it was yeah. more of just like a joke. Like I would come up with hypotheticals, like you know what you would do in that situation, and if it was like a really like you know kind of like a dick move. As we were talking about the hypotheticals, I'd be like mean streak. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, my uh. My girlfriend at the time, she hated Mean Streak, even though, again, it was just a theoretical thing. It's just a joke nickname. Yeah. You know? I, I had... I, oh, God, I'm going back to wrestling. Let's let's just stop with the wrestling. So Kaputs. now... Yeah, well, real quick, what is today's episode about? It's Today... Not, it's not an episode of the Batman, the animated series, as much as we would like it to be, but it's... We'll get I, to that. We'll get to it, that. It's something that's much more near and dear to my heart, the Punisher dick figure action figure. No. <laughs> it is a no. That one's near and dear to my heart. This one, not so much. It's more near and it's, it's near, more near and dear to your well, heart. I, I said near and dear to my heart. So yeah. this episode is about, and it was, uh, it is our exclusive review. And by the way, um, if you are listening to this episode, we're going to drop this Wednesday. We are, we are. I'm currently in Brooklyn right now, in Brooklyn, New York, at Prospect Park, beautiful little area, and. We are, we are, it's New York Comic Con weekend. The day is currently Saturday, Friday. It's Friday, Friday, October 7th, 2016. The year of our Lord, October 7th? Yeah, question mark, question mark. I don't know. We don't have a calendar in here, but yeah. So, in the year of our Lord, 2016. So, yeah, you know, we it's New York Comic Con weekend. We ended up going. I'm going to be there all four days. So will young Matthew, well, you know, my podcast partner for Bobby Exquisite, Mike is there for three days. So, uh, so yeah. we, we got to see a early screening of Batman, the return of the caped crusaders. Yes. They got the right name, yes, right? Yeah. So it's Batman 66 with Adam West and Adam Wee, yes. Bert, and- Bert Ward and Julie Newmar, and then a plethora. Again, I'm using that word again. Whatever. That's a good word. I like it. Oh yeah, but like a plethora of different talent in regards to the, uh, you know, Batman Rogues Gallery. And I gotta tell, like, it's not gonna be so much a recap episode because we want you to watch this. I mean, you you still did enjoy the film, right? Yeah. When that kid wasn't talking to me the whole time, yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. We were seated next to a young uh, young kid about like maybe like fourteen, fifteen or something. Very enthusiastic, but v- really likes Batman. Yeah, apparently. But like he just kept talking, and like we couldn't watch the movie. But anyway, it's not gonna be like a really inter- a, a recap episode because again, we want you to watch this. We want you to pay mad ducats to be able to get a physical copy or a digital copy. Physical, you're gonna have to wait until November first, twenty sixteen, but. October 11th, uh, this, if you're going to be listening to this on the 12th, hopefully this episode or that, uh, release will, it'll be drop the before, digitally the day before this episode. So yesterday this came, the movie came out for you guys. So God, we're doing like back to the future as we're, as we're filming this Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's crazy. Know, get a little hoverboard, get a little almanac. All right. All right. But yeah, so basically I'm. Again, it's not gonna be a recap. Gotta keep stressing this because. All right, we're gonna do a review. So, spoiler alerts for the Batman: Return of the Cape Crusader. Crusaders. Basically, the plot of the film is Batman ends up turning evil because of a result of wasn't it a lipstick that she had or a- she she had an unexplained like toxin that could I don't think they called it a toxin, but right. it was just like it was in a vial, but I don't think it was a liquid. That sounds vile. Yeah, it was vile. Hey. Um, 
and she put it on her claw and she scratched his face and that was supposed to turn him evil. And there was literally no explanation of the how she concocted this, uh, which that honestly, that kind of bugged me. But then we found out later on, like it didn't work at first, but then it gradually works as the movie goes on. And as it starts coming, it becomes more apparent there was some really funny, great dark spots that we'll get to but uh later on we find out that the toxin actually worked because i think joker put his laughing gas yeah in it too which also i don't understand how that works like if you if you mix joker laughing gas with this is a, a movie where you turn your brain off and just watch it i'm just much. saying in the animated series this like, isn't a nolan film where you know uh, for, uh i like the nolan films to a degree there's some good aspects but my friend max pretty much made a comment about them and it's the most accurate thing and this is gonna be a really controversial opinion but oh boy here we go the bat christopher nolan makes movies for dumb people to make them feel smart Ooh. and that's why like i never gave a shit about memento i thought that movie sucked i never seen that one it's i like the prestige I never really saw much of the prestige. I like the visual aspect of it. I like, what's his name? Um, How David Bowie's in there, you know, for no reason. Yeah. And you can barely tell it's Bowie, too, which is kind of funny. Yeah, Tesla. But, but you know, there's just like, like, I just don't really care for his films. I've... Mm. It was very pretentious filmmaker. But back to back to real quick, if you added laughing gas to something like in the animated series, Joker hits that reporter with laughing gas, and then he falls into the vat of acid, and he turns into the creeper. And it's just like there's there's just a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, a lot of that, rigmarole. Yeah, that was actually only one part of the movie. There was other like. Yeah. Bigger pro- plot points, maybe not bigger, but just as big. Like they, the whole thing starts with. Do, do, I'll, I'll, the opening was like the thing I liked about the opening was the fact they were doing 1950s and 1960s Silver Age and early I think a couple early Bronze Age ones maybe no it was uh, all Silver Age because it's 66 yeah, yeah they were cover recreations and by the way at the end of the panel they said after the uh, the panel after the screening this was not a Batman 66 movie but they voiced the characters they didn't really have those visuals. Like Cesar Romero's Joker. Yeah, the, the mustache. mustache, yeah. But Gordon had a mustache. You know, little things like that. But anyway, they said this wasn't a Batman 66 film. That's it, weird because it felt yeah, it like it. it. No, it is. But it's like we we can, can't really say it because then we have to give Fox money because Fox owns the television rights, oh, television distribution rights to gotcha. uh, Batman. Do they? Does Fox get stuff for the comics? Uh, Batman sixty six. No. There's because there's literally comics called Batman sixty six, and they're clearly based by, off by the, the show. Way, people out there highly, highly, highly recommend checking out the Batman sixty six books. I'm a big fan of them. I I've been the wanting to check them out. They're really, really good. Um, I'm not even a huge fan of the show. Like. Like you are right, but I still I want to check them out. How much of a fan am I? I own a Batman '66 uh, Batmobile license plate. The uh, holy shit! Uh, shoot, <laughs> I call no, myself. You, you, I call myself. But you, but you can say holy shit on this show. So oh, okay, holy shit, Batman. holy shit, Batman. But um, basically, it's the little black uh, license plate that says Bat One Gotham City. Nice. So nice. anyway. Now, the opening uh, title sequence, they recreate classic covers, including like the first appearance of the Riddler during the Silver Age, and just little things like that, and I thought that was a really cool homage to the comics. I didn't notice that, but also I was pretty tired by the time like we I was, I was at that part of the day. It wasn't because of the con- like, quality of the film. Like I was trying my damnedest. I hadn't slept for 24 hours, and as of this recording, I haven't slept for about 48 to maybe 50 hours now. Oh, come on. Living. You slept on the futon you're sitting on now, sort of, kind of, when I wasn't snoring. It's fine, it's fine buddy. Anyway, so basically, the thing about the movie, you know, we, we get into the meat and potatoes of the film, you know? It's it's very, very 
well aware of what kind of movie it is. Like what kind of yeah, it's, it embraces it's the camp, it embraces the cheesiness, kind of similarly how uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold. And they did. even brought up that that was like some of the people involved with that film, I believe. The, yeah, they, they were. Said, yeah, it was cool. Brave and the Bold was a fantastic show, and if and minus if, a few episodes, I love that show. I have the whole series on DVD. Really yeah. nice. Oh yeah, and it's it's one of those series. I have friends that openly hate it because they you know they think Batman's supposed to be a dark, brooding character. Both uh, you know Jared and I, we've had conversations. He loves that show. There's plenty of action. It's not all camp, and there's cool crossovers. That's what I liked about it. Like I said, the only episodes I there was a few episodes that were too campy for me, like the episode where it was like wacky races. Oh, I love stuff like that, dude. That bothered me. I didn't see the. I've never really watched many episodes of the series, but I've watched a little bit of it. You know, I've seen the entire series. I, I'm always a fan of anything that features Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. <laughs> a big, Our uh, man, Booster Gold. Blue and Gold guy, you know, that's the best. By the way, you know, big shout out to Kevin McGuire, the former artist of the Justice League International comic from the 1980s. We, were, we actually had a, a bit of a back and forth like at New York Comic Con like on the first day. Just like him and I were talking, like, because of the stuff you guys did, we technically have the Marvel movies to, you know, we have you to thank. Is that, you know, the level of humor. Like, if you... Have you ever read the Justice League International comics at all from the 80s? Nah, nah, that's like with the C-Team, right? It's like Batman, um, Shazam. Those guys aren't C. But it's like, it's like there are like random characters. Like, that's where Blue and Gold, you know, happens. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got some of the guys from uh, Death of Superman, right? Like, that yeah. lineup. Because that's, that to me, that's the C-Team. Well, that's team. the later on team. Like That's that, the C-Team. That, that, I believe, is during the, and don't quote me on this, don't, you know, send me angry tweets at Peter Fact Malik. checker. Yeah, fact checkers, you know. we're uh, So, it is election season, so we got a lot of fact we checkers. We come for right you. Now. Yeah. Um... Yeah, just a lot of, you know, cool characters. Like, you know, I believe that run was, I want to say, the guy who created Booster Gold, Dan Jurgens. I want to say that was when he was writing, because he was the successor to Giffen and Dematis. Which, again, by the way, the Giffen and Dematis run is the all-time, like, one of my all-time favorite runs. Just, like, funny comics, well-written, well-done, you know? So anyway, back to the... Yeah, we get into a tangent here. I don't mind. I hope our viewers don't mind either. It's it's fine, you know, but like, I'm trying to think. the With the film, I liked the level of humor, like how they made fun of aspects, like uh, the whole jumping Ants. to conclusions. Well, no, jumping oh, to conclusions. Yeah. Not jumping to conclusions, but like jumping to the most bizarre fucking possible point. What does this mean? It's like, oh, of course it means means this. Like, why wouldn't you know that? It's so simple. And it's just like, clearly it's not. Like, golly gee, Bruce, you're right. Like, I love, like, little things like that. Like, only an idiot wouldn't figure that out. And it's just like, what? And, by the way, um, I just, I like, when you said Aunt Harriet, they were going on about the whole relationship between Aunt Harriet, like, discovering, like, wait a minute, I, I know what your secret is, you guys, really? And my... They literally used, by the way, the fishing excuse from one of the early episodes. And, like, they acknowledged, like, fishing at this hour of night? Night fishing. Night fly fishing. And then, you know, she, like, stumbles upon the room with the phone later on in the film. And Alfred actually finds out and Batman fires him. Yeah, that's when Bruce starts being a jerk uh, and As a result evil. of the toxin. Yes. Yeah. He, like, fi- it's great. He's like, you're dismissed. And, by and he's the- like, for the night, Master Wade. For good. My favorite thing about that episode, what I mean that that episode that um movie 
movie with him getting fired was you see Bruce be a real dick as a result of this. And the funniest thing is this. He became a dick, but he became an asshole. However, you see it's just really just regular Bruce from the modern day continuity. Like he's very bitter, angry, like the grim dark. Yeah, he started getting dark, and that's that's the part I really like because. And that was a it was a commentary on you know what became of Batman in the eighties because Batman became grim dark as a result of Frank Miller's writing. You know, good old Frank, not Hank Miller, and you know not dank memes either. Exactly, and that guy's great. He he really is. And um, just seeing it was just great because, like, he you know he started getting dark, and they were actually referencing things like uh, Tim Burton's Batman, like Batman puts. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! And then and he you, puts on these brass knuckles. When he put on the brass knuckles, I thought like we that was you, so badass. The funniest thing was the crowd reaction was, oh, like oh shit, like really, and we thought, oh, it's gonna be like you know lighthearted. He like. He legit slugs Joker in the face with brass knuckles, and they show it. And like you see, he pummels him. I wouldn't say it's darker than anything in Batman than- the animated series, but it was still dark. Like you it know, was- especially from where it was the movie so far. Like it was very so, so lighthearted, and then that happened, and it's just like night and day difference. And it was great. And then the second line they used was um, he was fighting. You know, he's. The whole thing is they're fighting all four. The they're fighting the, main the Riddler, Penguin, Penguin, <laughs> Joker, and Catwoman. So, by, by the way, favorite thing of the uh, panel was the guy who cosplayed as Penguin. Yep, yeah, sixty uh, six is Penguin. Jump like literally. Uh, didn't he just like he ran up to the mic and asked like. What about your foe, Penguin? Yeah, I remember that. that and they actually good. got him up on the stage, and he did a little jig for them. I was, I must have stepped out for that. Yeah, he, I he, like, that. he did a little dance for them, and they actually had him on the stage with them. Nice. So back to this second line they had. It was the first, um, the, the Let's Get Nuts line from ba- uh, Tim Burton. Batman 89. Yeah. Batman 89. And the second one was um, he's fighting Riddler, and he uses the line from The Dark Knight Returns, which is, um, I might I might uh, paraphrase it, but it's, uh, you're, uh, you're on the operating table, and I'm the surgeon. And that's when he breaks the leg of, in the comic, he breaks the leg of... Uh, well, spoiler alert! If you haven't read uh, the Dark yeah, Knight Returns, a spoiler alert for a thirty-year-old comic. The mutant he he breaks the mutant leader's leg, and he does the same thing to Riddler. Except, they, you know, this is Batman sixty-six, so they keep doing the pow and the wham and the whoosh noises on screen. I like, I like how you were like in the middle of it, like giving them shit. Like, come on, give think of other words. <laughs> yeah, they kept doing it. I'm like, I'm like, you, you guys ran out of words. Like, what? But uh, when he did that line to the the Riddler, he it said fractured, which was you know did great. Say that. Yeah, it said fractured. I like, fr- so he broke his leg. Or... That's wonderful. Yeah, but yeah, like they and then you know we actually got to see and fans of Batman sixty six. If, if any of you, like, I haven't seen every episode. But did they ever go into space? Because at one point in the film, they go use a Batmobile design-inspired rocket ship to go into outer space. Which that was, was fun. It was the funniest visual of like one of the best, in my opinion. Like I really dug it. And Except I was talking to you. That was one of the few times when that kid, you know, the kid kept talking to me, and I, and I only talked to you a couple of times. When the I went over to you, and I'm like, I'm like. 
aren't people going to notice that there's like a rocket ship coming out of Batman, out of Bruce Wayne's like house? And what'd you say? He's just an eccentric billionaire. You know, there's, you know, he's got a rocket ship that Bruce Wayne. Oh, yeah, but and I'm like, know. but it's got bat logos all over it. He's a big fan of the Batmobile. He'll, he's, he's just like that Peter Melnick guy. You know, he really likes the Batmobile. I like it too. I've got a model at, at home. And, you that, know. That's the thing about the 66 Batmobile. Yes, do I love the 1992 animated Batmobile? Of course. It was a, you know, a cool looking car. Although like you were we were looking through the Instagram and you said like it does not translate well in real life yeah. at all. Like the 66 Batmobile obviously translates well in real life cuz you know And it's, it's a, it was life. a real car originally yeah. and like they just modified it from there. I yeah, I'm not a huge fan of 66 anything about it, but I do love that car. Like that's I don't know why. I just love it. I've I've always been a big fan of that just because of the humor and stuff like that. Like because even like as a kid you're watching it like it, I love everyone has said it about 66 but the cool thing is you can enjoy it for the comedy and you can enjoy it for the serious like you know they're like a little kid will like think oh no how is Batman going to escape from that shark well easy he will don't worry but like you know you treat it like it's a life or death situation when it's the most campy comedic kind yeah. of shit yeah some of the fights were like the pow and wazoos and whatever and then the all the uh there was the the are we are we just gonna talk about like each each scene? No, not really. I mean, we can we can talk about whatever you know. Are you we supposed talk? to do like a review or like a review? A, yeah, like reviews. Do you really go into like scene by scene or no? Ah, uh, the recap episodes. Normally, if you've uh, ever listened to the show, it's usually like a spot, like a play by play kind of. Okay. Well, there's there's some fun things like there's, you know, like the oh, the the bat gadgets. Uh, Robin and Batman have a bat gadget fight and it's actually like really fun it's like seeing them play chess or something or like seeing opposites fight each other because like it's like I've got this and oh that my repels that and it's just it's just wonky and crazy and fun I think a lot of the things with it was a lot of the jokes hit in that film a lot of the jokes like when you would hear them make a you know a reference to something or like they knew what they were doing and like I'm it was actually also a reunion of some of the old characters too like not just you know the main rogues gallery at one my one of my favorite jokes in the film was Batman starts to see triple vision and he sees every different version of Catwoman so he sees Eartha Kitt and Julie Newmar and Lee Merriweather you know you you get all the different variations of that character like in there and I thought that was so funny and so like that got a nice reaction from the crowd. It's like that was like, is it is a cheap reaction to get? You know, like cheap pop, yeah. Yeah, like if with pro wrestling vernacular, you know, you go with that. It's sorry, that's my bad for. It's it's all good. You want to cut that out? No, 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 no. Okay, but you know, you look at stuff like that, and it's it's a nice homage to what got them there. You know, like paying respect to the fans who really really love this stuff. And I thought the soundtrack. I don't know who composed it, but man, they did an amazing, amazing job recreating what the soundtrack sounded like. Because they didn't reuse the original soundtrack. You know, you had the announcer too, and he sound like I don't know if it was the same guy. I doubt it was. I think it was more like old sound clips. But still, man, still it was incredible. Yeah, it was. Just, it was a fun movie. I think there was something there for everyone to enjoy, just like the original series. But yeah, you know, I just I think a lot of the jokes hit. Again, I I can't stress that enough. A lot of the jokes hit. A lot of the jokes landed and made an impact for the audience. And again, it was just 
it was cool. Like I keep saying, like it was cool seeing the references to the original series. Like I saw like Vincent Price's Egghead character show up. I saw Bookworm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. King Tut, all these characters. I remember King Tut. That's the one that stuck out to me the most. Yeah, and like you know, you can have these characters show up, and you know, you can modify them slightly so they don't look like the original actor because that's what they kind of do with some of these, like Caesar. Yeah, that's right. Because you got to pay royalties. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting, like you know, with the use uh, uses of their likenesses. So I don't know. You'd have to ask like the 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 guy, the boys in at DC and Warner, like those executives. Yeah. Because they, they even talked about in the Q and A. They wanted um they wanted a scene where Adam Adam West obviously. No, Adam Driver. <laughs> he looks like all weird faced cats. Uh, what's another Adam? Uh, Adam Levine. There, I was thinking him too. Yeah. They wanted him to sing. Yeah, no, they wanted Adam West to sing. Something Sweet called. Caroline. They wanted him to sing something for the. I expect you to know this because you watch all the episodes. They wanted him to sing. At the at the con. No, in the movie. I don't remember. So they were doing the Q and A, and they said, and they were talking about scenes like, did they do everything they wanted to do? And one of the things is they wanted Adam uh, to sing a song in the movie. That was from the original TV show, but they didn't because they couldn't they couldn't get the rights. Like you know, it was like or it was too expensive. And that's what we're getting back to about before with the character likeness and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it around town. And you do this and this and this and this. And this. But yeah, it's wrestling, Anyway, so yeah, I just at the end of the day, this film, like we're gonna get, we'll just get into our basic review on the Mike uh, Norrin Batarang scale because when Mike was on the show, he he uh, took, yeah, he we we had a regular scale and then he said like, no, it's gonna be the Mike Norrin Batarang scale. Why don't you do it with Batarangs? Okay, Batarang scale, Mike Norrin Batarang scale. Um, I'll go first. Um, I mean, out of five. Yeah, okay. we'll get to you'll get to your score at the end of it. But like, just give your mini review. All right, I thought it was fun. Again, not a huge fan of the '66 Bat series, um, but it was still fun. Yeah, it was fun, and like you know, if it's like oh, I want to watch a new movie, I want to watch a new animated movie, then I would say yeah, you can watch this one. Like, there's definitely worse ones to watch. The newer ones, like I like going to see Bad Blood, but I agreed with you when we went to go see it. It was okay. It wasn't great, but the experience was cool. And you said absolutely about the experience. When you went to go see Die Hard, yes, and you know the Die Hard, not the Die Hard like the original, where like Matt, you know Matt here went back. He went he exactly. He went back in time to go see Die Hard. You know, but yeah, it just you have that whole experience and people yeah. like it, it. It enhances it. But the thing is this. For the fans, for the fans, real quick, I went to Die Hard uh, five. A Good Day to Die Hard, uh, the premiere in New York, and Bruce Willis was there, and I was losing my my mind, and I loved being there, loved watching the movie. I even knew as I was watching, I'm like, this is not a good movie, this is, this is crap. Right. Well, enjoyed it, and again, it was because of the experience, back to what you were saying. But yeah, like, regardless of, like, the crowd reaction... I was watching it as a Batman 66 fan. I was do as a Batman 66 fan, I was doing my damnedest to ignore the crowd, and I was actually enjoying it a lot. I felt, you know, regardless of the people here, I'm actually having a good time watching this film. And I would I am definitely watching it again when it gets, you know, sees home video release. And that movie is going to be going alongside my uh DVD copies and bootleg DVD copies of the original series. 
because hey, I'm gonna admit, yeah, you know, it's like th- those were a staple of comic conventions for years. They're still a staple of comic conventions. If you go to the certain ones, because Comic Con is just like we don't do bootleg, we don't accept bootleg. Well, smaller cons, smaller ones. Uh, no, no, even if you go to New York Comic Con, there's bootlegs everywhere. Well, I will totally not be looking for those this weekend, Matt. I will totally not be looking for those at all. Peter's not winking at me at all right now. Uh, so yeah, you know, I. Do we want to go to a rating? Or... Well, yeah, go for it. I'll give it um. Out of five. Three, three and a half batterings. This is where I it gets a little iffy for me. I really, really, really loved it, and I am trying my damnedest to ignore the crowd experience. So give it more stars than me. I would say, in all honesty. It doesn't get a perfect five because the angry Batman stuff, while I enjoyed it to a degree, you know, showing the stark contrast, I I would have to give it a four and a half out of five Batarangs. Ah, that's fine. So you're four and a half, I'll, I'll go with three and a half. Yeah, it was, I just felt like, you know, it dragged a little. And I did find it funny that, you know, it's a point of contention. Killing Joke really was like, did you see Killing Joke? I did not. I did not. I it's not that. as... It's. I gave it a three, and I'm actually going to retract a review because. <laughs> so don't even listen to that podcast. Well, no, you can listen to it, and you'll still you'll still hear my partial disappointment. <laughs> well, I, from what I heard, not not from you, but in like from one review I did read, was that it works better if you cut out like the the first. I disagree. I thought that was. I thought the first part was better than the actual. Was ki- that the stuff with the yeah. Batgirl? Yeah. People. I. Like, if you cut that out, it'd be better. I thought it was okay. Like I feel. Really? This like this like is, yeah, because I've said this in the past, and I'll say it again. Killing Joke has not aged well at all. You did say that. Like, it's, and it's slowly becoming a more popular opinion, which is surprising. But, like, you read it. There's a reason Alan Moore has said, I don't like that book. Really? Uh, that's his least, like, he doesn't understand why people like it so much. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I just, I, I get mad at, like, I love, you know, the guys behind the animated series, but I get mad at Bruce Tim and, like, Paul Dini and those guys for, like, you know, saying, like, ooh, let's put that girl and Batman together. I'm like, no. That's, yeah. You doing that to Dick. That's, like, a really messed up thing to do. It's the worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. Yeah. We could go in, we could have, like, an entire podcast about you never know we might have that one day we absolutely can do that maybe if one of you find folks send a mailbag letter to inside the bat cave podcast at gmail.com you can have that dream come true like hollow notes i'm shaking my fist right now damn I'm shaking my fist damn right yeah so yeah for myself like i'm actually gonna real quick killing joke i do a retraction rating two and a half out of five batarangs all right. originally three two and a half because it could have been a lot better all right so here we are with I give it a strong recommendation rating. You should absolutely do your damnedest to seek this out. The jokes hit, they land, they hit. I'd say three and a half stars. Fun movie, you know, watch it with your friends. If you want to see a Batman movie that doesn't treat itself serious, like you know all the other ones do, we're gonna have this, and we're gonna have Lego Batman movie, which I cannot wait for. Well, as Lego enthusiast Matt Cascone. You are excited for this. I know you are. Yes. Um, I went to Lego Week and I saw their their Lego sets that are coming out. They look great. Jeez, uh, I could I should I should make my own podcast and do about Legos. In, in all honesty, people would listen because I don't think there is a Lego podcast, so I would consider it. And Lego's more of a visual medium. That's the thing. But you can talk about upcoming sets. Hey, we'll talk about this off uh, Fair enough. That's off point. mic. We we've gone on we've gone on off. We, we sure have. 
But yeah, I mean, honestly, high recommendation for me. You would recommend it though, right? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Casual recommendation. I give it a. If you're a diehard Batman fan, check check it out. We are in one of the five boroughs the Beastie Boys were always in. So now, well, and I still haven't slept, and I am in Brooklyn, so there was no sleep till Brooklyn. So this is true. So now, before we go, once again, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter Melnick. You can follow Jared at Jared K four two one. You can follow Young Matthew here. Matt Cascone. I think we got my full name in. Yes, Young Matthew Cascone. Matthew. Absolutely. And you can also follow follow the show and like it on Twitter. You can go on iTunes or you can go on Facebook at Facebook.com slash inside the Batcave. Like us or follow us on Instagram at inside the Batcave. And you can find us on a wide variety of listening platforms, both streaming and downloadable. For streaming, you can listen to us on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. And for downloadable, you can find us on iTunes. And by the way, while you're on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, and share, and spread that word like Nutella. Such creamy, creamy, creamy Nutella. So, I'm Peter Mal- I'm The reaction Matt's giving me right now, that, like... That's what I normally do with podcasts. I'm just I letting you know. That creamy, creamy stuff is going. The cream of the crop. Damn it, I did wrestling again. It's fine, it's fine. So, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Matt Cascone. We are vengeance. We are the night. We are Batman. This has been a Fanboys Incorporated Network production. Found on fanboysinc.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Good night and geek on.